Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Joshree says, I can't thank you enough for your work educating the world about personal finances. The things you've taught me have been invaluable. Recently, I had a medical procedure and used my HSA to pay about $1,300, even though I knew I had already met my annual insurance deductible. Within a couple of weeks, my doctor's office did mail me a check to refund the amount I paid. Is it possible to put it back into my HSA before the April 15 deadline to make contributions for last year? Thank you for your kind words and great question, Joshri. I'll answer it and review how to correct common health savings account or HSA mistakes or resolve confusing issues that may come up from time to time. So stay with me if you have an HSA or you're just curious about how using one saves money. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm Laura Adams, your host since 2008 with over 42 million downloads. When I'm not podcasting, I work with select brands doing on-camera and writing work as a financial spokesperson. I'm also a keynote speaker and address organizations, universities, and conferences on personal finance and small business topics. Please reach out if you have an upcoming speaking event or a PR campaign. You can reach me using my contact page at lauradadams.com. That's also where you can learn more about my free weekly newsletter. It's called The Money Stack. Subscribers to the newsletter automatically get my Money Success Toolkit. It's a free kit that includes a financial planning workbook and a personal financial statement calculator to assess your financial situation, set goals, and track your wealth. It's the exact same personal financial statement that I use to track my net worth every year. And another way to reach me is leaving a voice message. If you've got a question, maybe you have an idea for a future show topic, I'd love to hear it. Call 302-364-0308. If you've been a Money Girl listener for any length of time, you've definitely heard me talk about HSAs, health savings accounts. These are special medical savings accounts that were designed for the sole purpose of paying allowable healthcare expenses. It's a great account, but it's only available when you purchase an HSA qualifying health plan. It could be something you buy on your own or something you get through an employer. And when you've got that account open, you can make tax-deductible contributions that can be invested and grow 
tax deferred. Then you can spend your HSA balance on eligible healthcare expenses entirely tax free. So it's a great way to save money from doctor visits to over the counter medications to eyeglasses. You can pay a wide range of allowable medical, dental, vision, hearing, and alternative care costs using an HSA. So if you qualify for one, it is a really great way to pay less tax and cut the cost of health care. However, they do have strict rules you have to follow or you may end up having to pay taxes and penalties. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What are some mistakes that you can make and ways to avoid them? So it is surprisingly easy to make some mistakes when you have an HSA. I've made them myself. But fortunately, if you act quickly, correcting them and getting back on track is not difficult. So we're going to cover four common HSA mistakes to watch out for and, of course, how to fix them. So mistake number one is contributing too much. Like a retirement account, an HSA has an annual contribution limit or a maximum, and it has been increasing over time. It gets adjusted up a little bit with the cost of living. So for 2024, if you have an HSA qualified health plan for yourself, so you're just the only person on that health plan, you can contribute up to $4,150 to an HSA. If you have an eligible family plan, so that would be a plan that covers you and somebody else, that other person could be a spouse, it could be a partner, a child, or a combination of people. If you've got a family plan, you can contribute up to $8,300 to an HSA. Plus, if you're over age 55, you can contribute an additional $1,000 with either type of health plan, either the individual or family plan. Now, the money you put in an HSA is tax deductible. So that means it reduces your taxable income for the year and your tax liability. Interestingly, HSA contributions can come from you or from somebody else. It could be a family member or an employer. Some employers incentivize you to choose an HSA qualified health plan by contributing to your HSA monthly or quarterly. But unlike employer matching for a workplace retirement account, employer contributions or those from anybody else that go to your HSA are included in the annual limit. So that can make it really easy to lose track and actually over-contribute to an HSA, especially if your employer makes variable contributions on your behalf, you know, and you're really not clear um, how much is going in on top of what you're putting in. Another situation when you could easily over-contribute to an HSA is after making a significant contribution early in the year, but then you lose your HSA-qualified insurance before the end of the year. So let's say in January you say, well, I've got a little bit of extra money, or maybe you know after uh, you get a tax refund, you say, well, I'm just going to go ahead and max out my HSA for the year. That's great, but you have to remember that when an HSA-qualified plan does not cover you, so you lose that qualifying insurance, you cannot make HSA contributions. And what happens is your allowable limit for the year actually gets prorated based on when you lost that health plan eligibility. 
So let me take you through an example. Let's say you have an HSA qualified insurance for your family, and you've got it from January 1st through May 7th. 2024. So on May 7th, you change jobs and you select a non-HSA qualified health plan. So your new health plan does not qualify you for an HSA. In that case, you would only be eligible to make a prorated HSA contribution for five months of the year. It would take you through uh, January, February, March, April. And because you were um, eligible for a portion of May, you get to count the whole month of May. So five months. So to determine your maximum contribution, you would divide the maximum family contribution of $8,300 by 12 months for a monthly contribution of about $691. Then multiplying that monthly amount by the five months would give you a maximum contribution for the year of about $3,458. So if you had already maxed out the account by putting in $8,300 in January, you would have to remove the excess. So any amount above the $3,458 would be considered excess. You would have to remove that if you had already contributed more than your maximum. So you can see how it gets a little tricky when we're talking about a prorated year. And remember that if you become uninsured or you no longer have an HSA qualified health plan, you can still spend your HSA balance, but you just can't make any new contributions to the account. And just like with a retirement account, it's your responsibility to catch and correct excess HSA contributions. And it's certainly best to contact your account administrator for help cleaning up an overpayment. And just like with an IRA, you can make an HSA contribution up to your tax filing deadline for the previous year. For instance, you can fund an HSA for 2023 as late as April 15, 2024. So that means you also have until your tax filing deadline to reverse an overpayment. However, as with retirement accounts, HSA earnings on excess contributions are subject to tax because you have not paid tax on any earnings in the account that shouldn't be there. But the good news is that if you catch an overpayment quickly, the investment gain and the resulting tax due will likely be quite minimal. So to correct an overpayment, your HSA administrator must file Form 1099-SA, which will show a distribution of the excess contribution. And they're also going to correct your Form 5498-SA, which shows your annual HSA contribution. So there's some you know, paperwork there that will need to be adjusted. And if you over-contribute to an HSA and do not correct it, or let's say you say, well, I'm just going to apply that excess to the next year. In that case, you have to pay a 6% penalty on the excess every year it remains in your account. So I don't recommend leaving an excess to just sit there thinking, oh, well, it'll, you know, it'll work itself out. You need to correct it as quickly as possible. If you catch the mistake before you file taxes, including any tax filing extensions, you can avoid that 6% penalty by simply withdrawing the excess plus any investment or interest earnings. And again, you're probably going to need help from your HSA custodian to help figure out exactly what the gain was on that excess contribution.
So remember to check your HSA contributions toward the end of each year. And if you notice that you have exceeded the annual limit for whatever reason, get help quickly to correct any overpayments. Yeah, you might have a little bit of tax to pay, but certainly the faster your account gets cleared up, the less expensive your mistake will be. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. All right, the second common HSA mistake is taking a mistaken distribution. So this is the one that Joshri asked about, taking a distribution that you didn't need. The IRS allows you to correct a, quote, mistaken distribution that happens due to a reasonable cause that you can prove. Paying for a health care expense with your HSA and then later finding that your insurer actually covered that expense happens quite frequently. So you should receive a refund just like Joshri did. Now, another typical situation is mistakenly spending your HSA. So let's say you go grocery shopping and you pull out your HSA debit card by mistake. You give it to the cashier. They charge $150 in groceries to your HSA, and you don't even realize the error for a few days or weeks. While it's not a problem if something like that happens once or twice, 
you may get flagged by your HSA administrator if it occurs frequently. So no matter why you make an incorrect HSA distribution, you have until April 15 of the following year to return the funds, just like Joshree mentioned. However, I recommend doing it quickly. I recommend just going ahead, returning the money to your HSA as soon as possible so you don't forget. You could initiate a bank transfer, so just you know, transferring money from your, your checking account to your HSA, or if you got a paper check like Joshree did, you could deposit that paper check into your HSA to essentially reverse the mistaken transaction. So Joshree, yes, you should definitely return the medical refund to your HSA. And there is typically a way to indicate that your HSA deposit is not a contribution, but it is a return of funds to the account so that it doesn't mistakenly get confused as a contribution either for last year or this year. All right, the third common HSA mistake is spending it on ineligible expenses. So the mistake is using your HSA for non-qualified expenses. For example, many people mistakenly believe that they can pay cosmetic services, elective surgeries, and health insurance premiums using their HSA. All of those are non-qualified expenses. Now, Note that if you are collecting unemployment benefits or you're paying COBRA continuation coverage, those are situations when you can use your HSA funds for health insurance premiums. Now, to be clear, you can withdraw HSA funds for a non-qualified expense. But if you don't return the money by your tax filing deadline, which is typically April 15, it does get counted as taxable income, plus you'll be subject to a 20% penalty. While there isn't an HSA police watching your every move, if you were involved in a tax audit, your mistakes could catch up to you and result in a lot of unwanted taxes and hefty penalties. So I encourage you to make every effort to spend your HSA funds only on qualified expenses. And if you're not sure which ones are qualified and which ones are not, you can find a list of IRS-approved healthcare expenses in Publication 969 called Health Savings Accounts and Other Tax-Favored Health Plans. I'll put a link to that resource in the notes for the show. And the fourth common HSA mistake is paying expenses for an ineligible person. The IRS says you can only pay someone else's health care expenses with your HSA if they're your spouse or a qualified dependent. You cannot spend your HSA on a domestic partner or a roommate, even if you pay the rent. Even if your fiancé or partner is on your HSA-qualified health plan, you still cannot use your HSA money on their health care expenses. But if you get married, then you can. If you mistakenly paid expenses for an ineligible person, you can return the funds to your HSA by your tax filing deadline. Otherwise, you could incur unwanted taxes and penalties in an IRS audit. 
So hopefully you're seeing a theme here. Basically, if you catch a mistake by April 15 or the tax filing deadline, including any extensions, you know, you pretty much have the opportunity to correct any problems or errors that could come up. Um, you may have to pay a little tax if you over-contribute and there are gains in the account from that uh, excess contribution. Joshree, thank you again for your great question. I know it's a typical HSA situation that many listeners have faced or will face if they have an HSA. If you're enjoying Money Girl, take a moment to let us know you're getting value by rating and reviewing the show in your podcast app. We would really appreciate you taking a moment to do that. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg. Our director of podcasts is Brandon Gaitchus. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. And our marketing assistant is Cameron Lacey. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.